Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet on KDRT 95.7 FM. Katie Hess has one message for you that all flowers create certain feelings and support you by creating inner peace. As a flower alchemist, her transformative elixirs have been featured in Oprah Magazine, Sunset, Organic Spa Magazine, and custom created for President Obama. She partners with spas worldwide like Four Seasons, Ritz-Carlton, and Fairmont Princess. While she's not working on her flower power empire, she's traveling and discovering rare flowers like a cactus flower that only blooms one night a year in the desert to exotic ginger flowers in Singapore. In her free time, you can find her skipping through the trees, gazing into crazy-looking flowers, or encouraging others to, to delight in the same. Instigating a revolution with the premise that you can transform the world by transforming yourself with a little help from flowers. That is Katie Hess's mission. Katie, hello and welcome to my show. Hi there. So first off, I want because people are thinking, my listeners are, what is a flower alchemist? that's going to pop out in their brain like it did mine when I first met you. <laughs> so first explain what a flower alchemist is, and then we will talk about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Right. So traditionally, when you think of an alchemist, you think of someone who could take metals and transform them into gold. And so the idea is referencing all of the gold that you have inside. And so how can you take whatever your situations are in everyday life and transform it into gold and be the best be the best that you can be and reach your full potential with a little help from the flowers. Um, so I go into the wild and collect flower remedies that help tune your body and help bring you back to balance so that you can be your best. Okay. And how did you get involved into flower alchemy? It's not, is it something that you uh, decided when you were a young kid, this is what you were going to do? No, I wish. I didn't know about it at that time. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember feeling really frustrated at being so small and wanting to find something that would help me impact people in a big way and help uh, help make people happier or, or really, you know, discover their strengths and, and be everything that they could be. And so it wasn't until I graduated college that I traveled internationally and studied a lot of different forms of natural medicine. I was really searching, really looking for that thing that would be the vehicle for me to help people uh, catalyze that. And so I stumbled upon the flower essences. I worked with a teacher who was from Madrid, Spain, and he said something that really got me, which was that flower essences, because they're they're energetic in nature, that you didn't we didn't need to have the whole world taking them. That if only three percent of the world's population, this was the goal at the time, right? If three percent of the world's population were to take flower remedies and really um, step up their energy and um, be better people, that that would be enough to um, alter the outcome of the future. And that would make such a huge ripple effect of positivity throughout the entire world that it would actually have an incredible 
positive outcome. So with that comment that she just made, because that's pretty mind-blowing, I want to invite my listeners back to an old interview I did with uh, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, who was a Harvard-trained neuroanatomist, and she's also done a TED Talk. And so, you know, if you question the stuff that Katie is going to come about talking about, one of the things that even Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor learned through her experience and through her research as a brain and, um, uh, I can't even remember what she does, but neuroscientist, is... Um, that we are all connected energetically to each other. So is that kind of, Katie, what you're talking about, like with the flowers, that we get the energy from the flowers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in any case, there are definitely like the New England Journal of Medicine and some of the sociology journals have also done, shown in studies that how we behave and how we are each day ripples out to affect our family and friends. So if we feel stressed and agitated, suddenly the people around us become stressed and agitated. Or if we feel really peaceful and happy, suddenly everyone around us also becomes peaceful and happy. So that's, that's actually scientifically proven now. You know, they've, they've done studies showing that if your friend, 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 which is now a little easier to visualize after Facebook, <laughs> becomes really, really happy, your friend's friend's friend becomes really, really happy, that has more of a beneficial effect on you than if someone were to put a random $1,000 in your pocket. So we know that that's, that's proven. The ripple effect is something that's very real. And how you can amplify that is through using these flower essences, which is kind of like a homeopathic. It comes from flowers, and you can take it internally or you can put it on your body. And what that does is it tunes the energies of your body. It brings you back into your balance so you can be at your best, your happiest, your most peaceful, and keep that positive ripple effect going. Oh, my gosh, Katie. I just had an aha moment here. Um, <laughs> so when I think about, you know, like some of the mean girl syndrome, right, and the, the, when people have the scarcity mindset of, oh, well, if I don't want that good thing to happen to her because then there's less for me, you know, yeah. that mindset I'm talking about. And what, right. what you're saying is, is that if, if that great thing happens to my friend over here or my friend's friend, and I relish in that, I'm going to have my own personal energy shift. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. I want to take a step back now that people kind of understand what flower alchemist is and a little bit about it and let, we'll let their brains kind of rest in that area. I want to talk about your journey. So you graduated from college and you started traveling. You said something about you wanted people to have confidence. Where were you on your own journey of confidence and um, just connection with your own inner strength? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really in an exploration phase and a discovery um, you know, I was going to different countries, learning different languages, diving into different cultures, seeing all the different ways that people are in the world and how they move about. And, um, you know, there are some universal, you know, there's so many different differences among us in terms of culture and language, but there are so many things that are universal, that we're all looking for happiness, that all, we all, on some level, at some point, have some kind of suffering. And we're all seeking to remove that suffering. And so at that particular time, I think I was just really, um, you know, discovering those um, similarities and also learning that, you know, about the power of the human body, that we could heal our own bodies, that we could heal our minds, that we were, you know, much bigger than even our own minds could perceive. So that, you know, for example, um, you might think you're this, this, and this. 
but actually you're much, much bigger than that. You're much bigger than your own mind can, can, can see. And so it was those kinds of things that were really inspiring to me and made me want to share that with more people. And have you always been kind of this explorer? Has that been your, your nature? Hmm. I mean, I guess since I was a kid, I spent a lot of time in small towns. So I was exploring in the woods and exploring the flowers and exploring the mushrooms and the blueberries and all the things growing in the different areas that I lived. Um, and then, yeah, actually, when I was 16, I won a scholarship to study in Europe for a year. And then I, I, so I studied in Germany for a year. And in college, I studied in Spain for a year. I lived several years in Mexico, then to India, different different places in Asia. So yeah, I've really enjoyed traveling. Is now is that something that's common with your family of origin, or is that something that's just more you, the travel? Uh, no, I guess that's just me. Okay. <laughs> so, and I ask these things because sometimes people would say, "Oh, well, you know, Katie's family—they must have traveled and really exposed her to these things." But that's really not true. You had your own inner desires and you pursue them. Tell me where I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think that my family had certain values that that I expanded on. I mean, I think, I know we had, we didn't always have like a brand new car, right? Or or brand new furniture. But we always took time every year to travel uh, domestically. in Mm -hmm. in the country. And I think that that stuck with me, that you could make choices about where you spent your money and what your priorities in life were. And then I just stretched it further beyond our country border. Ooh, I love that. You can make choices about where you spend your money. Absolutely. Okay. So, so you go when you travel and you're, you're starting to work with these people. Did you at that point go, this is the job that I want to create for myself or how did that come about? Well, I looked at the, I looked at uh, flower essences as a modality and said, you know, and I just thought it to be this infinite, no ceiling that, you know, a person could take flower remedies for their entire life and still never learn all they could, all they could learn or still never reach their, their total full potential. And so I felt like, yeah, this was something I could do for the rest of my life. And when I moved back to the United States, I realized that a very, very small percentage of people were even aware of flower essences, um, even though they're very they're very popular and common in Europe and South America. The U.S. still is really lagging behind in that area. And I felt like it was kind of my personal mission to make them as popular and well-known and accepted as the yoga meditation Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. And so you decided to create this totally non-conformist job for yourself, <laughs> business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I... You know, after studying the flower essences, I had I knew about a hundred different flowers. So you have all these hundred tiny little bottles on your desk, and so that led to doing consultations for people. So and it was much like kind of like a therapist for almost a decade, mm-hmm. where people would you know come in every month and we talk about their lives, where they're going, where they want to go, and how to accelerate getting the things that they wanted. And then I would put together these little uh, flower remedies into one bottle that they would take. And then we'd meet every month. And what happened was just watching people's incredible transformations take place, that really put more fuel under the fire in terms of being able to reach more people. Because, you know, we live in this uh, in, 
increasingly kind of crazy out of balance world where we're multitasking and uh, jamming our schedules and um, it's just it's, I think it's really hard to stay balanced without making uh, an effort mm-hmm. and so um, so just seeing that you know the potential of someone taking flower remedies for one month and their whole perspective on life change you know they might come in with this laundry list of all these things that are going wrong or old resentments or, you know, things happening in their life they're not happy about. And then a month later after taking flower essences, it's like it just disappears. Mm -hmm. So that was really inspiring. So go ahead. No, that's okay. So it sounds like, so you went away and you traveled the world, you studied with people, and then you came back and you were working one-on-one in private consultation? Right. With and developing, just you know, kind of um, working firsthand with people and seeing the transformation of other people. So you're kind of applying your knowledge and putting it into practice and in looking at the patterns of what comes about. Right. Okay. Exactly. And so then after that point, I thought, you know, what are the things that most people most commonly need, and then started putting together remedies that you know everyone would need for love and peace and being able to sleep and energy. And then something really interesting happened. Um, right at that time, I, I have a business partner who makes organic chocolate, and she puts the flower essences into chocolate. And she met a chef from this up-and-coming resort here in Scottsdale, Phoenix area. And it was the largest hotel group in the world, and they were building their first spa as well. And I thought, you know, that would be interesting. I wonder if we could somehow incorporate the flower essences into the whole spa industry. Mm-hmm. I, they're very, you know, they're very familiar with aromatherapy and scents and those kinds of things. But some, but these flower remedies that don't have any scent that work on your acupuncture meridians, it's more like a form of energy medicine, is still not prevalent in the spa industry. And so, um, so I started putting together. Um, different aromatherapy scents and different products to show the team that was opening the spa. And within three months, we won their business. And the day that they they hired us, I uh, walked to the car, and on the pathway there was this bud on this really unassuming-looking cactus. And I got really excited because I felt like it would bloom that night, and probably no one would see it. So I snuck back onto the property at 10.30 at night. <laughs> And here was this huge, enormous white flower blooming in the full moon. And uh, I thought, wow, this is just so auspicious. And I called Lisa right away and said, bring the camera. I forgot the camera. And luckily, she came at the right time because by the time she came, the security guards were starting to circle around me wondering what I was doing there. (laughs) And so I ended up making a flower essence of this night blooming series without knowing until later that this particular flower only blooms one night a year and so that really had a lot of meaning to me and I felt like you know I felt like wow this 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 plant bloomed right at the perfect right moment and so we ended up putting that particular flower essence into a whole bunch of you know whole suite of organic products for this new spa which you know opened and four months later the president came to stay and it just opened up this whole you know, that one flower, you, you, you can be skeptical, but it's like when you see in your own life that one single flower can completely radically change your whole life and your whole business pretty much overnight. It's, it's very interesting. 
and in some ways it seems that you have to be um alive awake and alert to be able to even notice the flower because for most people they would have probably just walked right on past the flower correct that's true i mean i that that is one thing that i'm very good at is going out to the wild looking for rare flowers and then getting them into some kind of form that people can use on an everyday basis um but it doesn't take much right i think it's just quieting our minds a little bit and being more aware of our surroundings well and you mentioned earlier about multitasking i mean we we we're in such this productivity thing, especially in the United States, and where we were really believing, and I've interviewed brain researchers who've said that, that it's just not good for us, but, um, but we believe that, oh, we're more productive if we multitask, because how are we going to get it all done? And it sounds like with you is that as, as you've gotten, don't have that, it's able to open up what you can see and experience. Right. And I wouldn't say I don't have that either. I mean, I have the same. I have the same thing going on too, but I definitely have tried to practice taking more breaks and trying to be more in tune, especially when you're outdoors in nature. So, you know, in Japan, they actually have a practice that they call forest bathing, um, which they've proven with science that it reduces stress and cancer rates, which is where you just walk for several hours in the forest, bathing in the energy of the trees. Isn't that interesting? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really necessary, especially in the United States. I mean, one of the things that really motivated me was looking at this sort of quick fix mentality and the, the, the you know, the rising pharmaceutical uh, tsunami in our culture and where it really gets me. You know, there's, there's a, one in five adults in the U.S. now are on some sort of medications for mood and for stress. That's not including antibiotics or anything for the physical body. Just for mood alone, one in five adults. And then if you look at the children, there are, let's see, so I was born in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were 100,000 kids on ADHD medications at that time. Do you know how many there are today? No. Okay, so there's 7 million kids now on ADHD medications. Wait, repeat that? <laughs> Seven million children in the United States are now on ADHD medication. And those are the kids who have been officially diagnosed. Then you talk to teens. I had heard that, you know, that now there was this culture of teens abusing uh, ADHD medications. And I thought, well, yeah, but how true is that? And then I started spending more time with teenagers. And they were saying, oh, yeah, lots of kids take pills, even if they don't have a diagnosis because they think it's going to make them do better on a test or mm-hmm. be smarter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just saw some recent research that was just like, wow, it's just it's so gripping. So there's a total of 10 million kids in the U.S. on some kind of psych medications in general. could be antidepressants, anti-anxiety. They're now putting kids as young as one and two years old on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. And they've shown that these types of medications greatly increase risk of suicide. And there have actually been suicide attempts by four-year-olds and five-year-olds who have actually committed suicide. So I think that, to me, is a huge wake-up call that we've got to do something different. This is, this is not the solution. And if there's something out there that's natural, that's gentle, it doesn't have side effects, it's all around us growing and it's all of its, you know, beautiful forms, of flowers and trees and plants, that we should really take a look at that and tap into that. 
Well, you know, uh, Brene Brown talks about, and she's been a frequent guest on the show, but she talks about how we're this, you know, most over-medicated society. And, um, and we don't want to feel things or, you know, we're trying to hinder some of the bad experiences. And, and I see parents doing that too with their kids, right? When the, when, especially the parents that I work directly with, it's like, I just want my kid to be happy. And, and what, what I've taken from her research is that you can't experience the really happy if you don't experience the sad. You need to be able to experience all the feelings. Otherwise, right. if you dim the unhappy, you also you dim the happiness, Right. And and that would kind of for me just to deduce, right, it's not based on research is that we go to these things because it's like, well, we trust our doctors, you go to the doctor, the doctor said, here is a pill, take this and you'll be better. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it gets out in the community, right? Oh, well, this is better. Or this makes me um, get more focused. I mean, a lot of kids take the medication, especially teens to get more focused so they can, um, you know, do better on exams because there's so much pressure to get into the universities and there's such a scarcity mentality when it comes to that. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't blame the parents. I mean, I talk to a lot of parents, you know, they'll come up to me after a presentation and say, yeah, I have a three-year-old and I just didn't know what to do. And so I brought her to the doctor and this is what they recommended. And it's not their fault either. It's just that, you know, we need to work harder at educating people about alternatives. And I think what you said about feeling the highs and feeling the lows is really important because we know, say, for example, that fear has its place, mm-hmm. right? If we, didn't, if we didn't have fear, we would <laughs> jump off of buildings and take unnecessary risks, right? Mm-hmm. I think the same is true for any kind of what we would coin as negative emotions, that it's all energy, whether it's happiness or depression or anxiety, that's, there's, it's all the same energy that's working in the background. And if we're able to sit with those emotions, even the negative ones or the uncomfortable ones for long enough, we see the coin flip and we see what's on the other side of the coin. And what's on the other side of any kind of uncomfortable emotions is insight, is wisdom, is a lesson, is you know an indicator of maybe a habit or pattern that needs to change or simply that we're believing in something that's not true and that's why it's so painful you know we i think in the u.s we have such a a culture that's so hard on ourselves we're very very hard on ourselves and mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it takes just you know crashing into the wall crashing and burning you know you're overworking you're working too much you you don't take care of yourself you don't sleep enough you don't eat at the right times Sometimes you just have to crash and burn in order to to stop and and look at how to change things. So I think a little bit of suffering is is a good thing. It's an indicator, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, I I laugh because you know they talk about listening to the whispers, right? Listen to the whispers and to be guided. And and I'll say, well, the whispers would come and I would ignore them. Then the bricks would fall down <laughs> on my head and I would ignore them. Then there'd be the brick wall and I would say, but I'm tough. I can get through the brick wall. And I would go through the brick wall and I'd come out, everything would be shattered. But I said, but look, I got through the brick wall. <laughs> it was a little dense. I, I call myself a slow learner, but you know, now I, I listen, I'm, I practice being awake, alive, alert, and aware, and it's not a constant, but I practice it. And, and it's so interesting because then I do listen to those and, and I agree with what you say about, you know, in those struggles, that's where the wisdom comes from, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's really, it's, 
it's about teaching ourselves and teaching our children and our family and our friends that when things get really tough, uh, sometimes the best thing to do is just to sit down and be quiet and experience it, you know, and, and really invite all those emotions to your banquet, to your dinner table, and just sit with it. And and I found through personal experience when I do that, a lot, it, it dissolves those emotions a lot faster and the insight comes a lot quicker. It's not the easiest thing to do. Usually when you're upset, you want to move, you want to talk, you want to tell somebody. Um, but I've found that just by being quiet and slowing down the body and really observing everything that's happening on the inside, the speed of your thoughts, how it manifests in your physical body, that it dissolves everything a lot faster. And once the emotion dissolves, suddenly, like magic, you get this insight. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, a lot of my clients, um, they wind up running away from it, right? They flee from those pain, painful feelings. And, um, and a lot of them flee into food, right? They go and they eat, and fee- eat food or, you know, flee into something else. And when they start to sit with those feelings, they realize it's actually not as bad as what they thought it was. Right. And, and then you're right. And then at some point there becomes this, this inner wisdom that comes from that. But for so long, they were so afraid to just sit there and invite it in because they thought, you know, it would devastate them beyond belief. Right. Right. It's more like the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fear. And for yeah. people like me who are queens of certainty, <laughs> the unknown can be really frightening. But as we get over that and you develop resilience, you realize that it's okay. You'll figure it out. Right. It makes you a better person, too. It makes you softer. It makes you more compassionate. It makes yeah. you more flexible. Yes. So how long? So you did private consulting. And then when did you turn it into the business that it is today, the Lotus Way? Right. So about it was about five years ago that we landed that really big job with the spa. And that was really interesting because I thought that taught me that the spa industry is a perfect place to introduce the flower remedies. But they're very receptive. It's traditionally an industry that's run by women, for women. They're really interested in holistic lifestyle and, and to the power of caring for each other and ourselves. And that just exploded things. That really just took my business to a whole new level. And then two years later, I thought, well, I've, I've got to pick back up these remedies that I was creating before that everyone needs the love, the peace, the joy. And so I launched a line of products with elixirs that you take internally with aromatherapy mist, with oils for the skin, and natural perfumes so that they would act as like tools that you could just easily incorporate into your everyday life. Because if you use flower remedies about five times a day, you feel a difference within two to three days. You just feel a little more, um, depending on which flowers you're taking. If you're taking flowers for joy and happiness, you might notice that you're laughing a lot more. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're taking inner peace, you'll notice you just feel a lot more grounded and confident and peaceful. So they work very, very fast. And, um, and then from there, we've had that line of products for three and a half years now. And we're, every year our sales are growing. By leaps and bounds. So w- from the time you, that you graduated and you were studying, at what point did you turn this into something that you were able 
to get paid for? Like what, how, because you talked about that quick fix, right? I think in our society, we want that quick fix. We want that overnight success. And this show here is really kind of to dispel the myth, right? Because I believe a lot of people self-eliminate themselves because they're going, wow, my journey, you know, it's just taking me so long. It's not this overnight thing. And going back to like Brene Brown, I think about her often. I mean, she did research for about 14 years before she got onto the Oprah show, right? And, but people may only know, have noticed her for a couple of years and said, oh, wow, look at how fast she's climbed. But she, right. she was doing stuff for a really long time and that's what people don't see. And then they go, well, see, it's not possible for me. So for you, how long was that process? So I was out of the country when I was uh, apprenticing with my teachers at a certain point. They kicked me out of the nest and said, start doing consultations. <laughs> that was, I wasn't in the U.S. at that time. So I started, you know, kind of practicing, but not charging anyone for consultations and giving everyone flower essences. Then I came back to the U.S. and I had two jobs for three years. So I worked in, a, like, with supplements and herbs. And then I was a crisis counselor. So I did that, those two jobs for three years. And then on the side, I would try to get clients for flower essences. And then I just built and built and built. And at the end of those three years, uh, I just went out on my own. And it wasn't always easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, boy, you, you, you have to constantly look for clients and um, keep the business going. So... What really helped, though, was that I was living with a group of people. I had several roommates and who were very, very supportive, and there were uh, a couple of us who were starting businesses at similar times. And so we could all sort of support each other. If one didn't have enough money for groceries this week, the other one would cover it. So I think, you know, there's something to be said for having um, that support system, kind of like, uh, you know, they say that sometimes in Asian cultures, you know, everyone will support the person who's starting out and get them to a level where they are stable and successful, and then they focus on the next person. So I, I think it's really important to have a support a support system. And then also, we have a sister company, Way of Chocolate, who still, to this day, we have an, kind of an interesting relationship because we're two separate companies, but we share resources, we share some employees, we share office space, and we go to a lot of events together, and so we share costs and expenses for things. And I think as women, you know, we're generally more collaborative, and I think if you can leverage, if you can leverage that, um, it really works well in your favor. Well, and doesn't that help you when you do have doubts and fears? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You can hold the other person to their highest and vice versa. And when you're hitting the, the bottom of the barrel, that person can pick you up and then you, you do the same for them. Absolutely. Well, and so you, so you're, you start out and you, you have other jobs to support this. And then you continue on and you build this business up. And then now, I mean, like I, you know, when I read earlier, you've been featured in O Magazine, you know, you've made stuff for uh, President Obama, um, Johnny Depp has used your things. What's it feel like now that you've kind of accomplished those things? Mm, you know that thing when they say the more you know, the, the, the less you feel like you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, 
as we grow and we get more and more successful, I just feel smaller. You know, I, I, this summer I went to Taiwan and Japan and Singapore and it's just the world is such a huge place. And I thought, you know, as we grow, I still feel really small and I still feel this sense of urgency every day of, I've got to reach more people. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, so it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I think we just really we really need to we need to grow faster. We need to reach more people. And with the flower alchemy and the and this the products that you offer, are there any side effects? No side effects whatsoever. Even oh, sorry, I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> That's the joy of having your own business. You can have the dogs at the office <laughs> until the postman comes. So, <laughs> that's fine. So, yeah, no side effects. Um, that's what's so great about them is, you know, even with in pregnancy, you have to be careful about certain herbs and essential oils. But with flower essences, even small children, pregnant women, elderly, everyone can use them. Um, no side effects at all. You can take them in conjunction with any kind of medication. They're extremely gentle. Like I said, they work on your acupuncture meridian, so it's kind of like an acupuncture treatment without the needles. So explain to me, because I, so today, before I, you know, I got really nervous. I get nervous even after six and a half years. So I get nervous before my interviews, right? What's going to happen? What's, you know, what could go wrong? But so I sprayed inner peace. I'm like, I need some inner peace. So I sprayed it. And as as walking down the hallway back to come in to to do this, I could feel myself go, and part of me goes, how does that work? And he, and is there even a component of just reminding myself to kind of breathe deep? Does that also help too? Yes, 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 yes to all of the of the above. I mean, the, the 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 flower essences start to work immediately. They also encourage you to take deeper breaths. It's an interruption in your day. You're doing something nice for yourself. You've got the aromatherapy component if you're using the spray. So it smells good and you want to take a deep breath. So it's like coming at it from as many different angles as we can to kind of uh, disrupt and interrupt your day, but in a really yummy, positive, peaceful way. Well, because as I sprayed, I immediately walked out of the room to, you know, I had things to do. I needed to call you and get us on, you know, on the air. So, and I thought, should I have stayed there and, and been a part of that mist longer or was I okay <laughs> with spraying and leaving? <laughs> Maybe I should have sprayed in the studio. <laughs> you can spray it anywhere, but it, it does travel with you. I mean, as long as you, you got that in your system, the, at least, you know, maybe if the scent, the scent will wear off, but the feeling that you get from the flower essences will last for, for, for several hours. And then if you use it continually regularly, there's this sort of um, exponential effect where, you know, oftentimes when I would see people in consultations, they would just start out taking the flower essences and they would remark it, wow, you know, I don't feel that kind of subtle irritation that I always do every day. It's just kind of disappeared and I, my relationships with people are better and I don't have that kind of anxiety that I had before. So it, it, it decreases those kinds of static. Um, but then if you keep taking them regularly, that's when the really interesting things happen. So I would notice 
when people were taking them regularly at about four months, about the four-month mark, that's when the really interesting things would happen in the external world. Because it's like, remember we were talking about the ripple effect. If your internal world is shifting, the external world will reflect that back to you. And it usually took, you know, right away people would notice the shift on the inside, but it usually took a few months for the external world to reflect that back to them on the inside, like in a big way, say like a promotion or a new relationship or or discovering some, you know, that they could be free of some, you know, really strong habit that has been prevalent in their life. So I think there's this sort of, it's exciting because not only can you be free of this sort of everyday static that we all experience from being so busy, you can go deeper than that if you want as well. You might have some, you know, patterns that you got from your mom, your dad, your grandmother that you can unravel pretty easily and effortlessly. It doesn't take, you know, membership at the gym or like five hours, you know, pumping iron. Just like take the flowers, mist yourself, and keep going. Well, and Dr. Oz says that energy medicine is the future of medicine, doesn't he? Yes. He said that recently on an on the Oprah show. And so now let's talk about, because you have different um, products and that you have uh, like the joy juice. And if you can talk about that and how that works, because I also have some questions of I, like I have inner peace. And as I was reading through your website on lotusway.com, I was noticing Hmm, but maybe I'd want to take energy, you know, to get more energy in a day. So how does, go through and explain the products, and then we can talk about how to use them best. Sure. So there's six different blends. Each blend has five flowers and a gemstone. So those are the ingredients that are working on your acupuncture meridians. Um, Joy juice is for making you laugh more, for dissolving worry, for um, just tapping into that sense of, like, joy for being alive and um, letting go of the small stuff. And inner peace is for high stress. When you got a lot on your plate, a lot going on, and you just need a little extra support, grounding, peacefulness, and confidence. It's also good for public speaking or anything you might be nervous about. Infinite love is very popular. That one is like the love potion of the group. It's interesting, though, it goes about it from a different kind of angle in that it, it's got all these flower essences that help you love yourself more and, and take care of yourself on a deeper level. And that is a feeling that other people find very attractive. And so you'll find that after about a week of using the Infinite Love, people give you compliments, strangers come up to you, your loved ones are a lot more affectionate. It really does have a sort of love potion effect to it. Um, and it's good for just any any kind of dissolving any kind of irritation or when you need a little boost. You know, I think teenagers and adolescents, they probably all need a little extra love. <laughs> <laughs> so can I spray this over my teenager while she's asleep? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with the, so there, there's a lot of different forms. There's the elixir, the mist has the aromatherapy, and I think they, they're, they're pretty receptive. It's interesting. The young generation totally gets it. They have no questions, no, no skepticism like the older generation. The millennials totally uh, accept and embrace this type of medicine. I think you'd be surprised. Why do you, why do you think that is? You know, I'm not sure because, well, actually, 
I do I do see them being very skeptical skeptical of uh, a lot of the systems that we've set up, like government, uh, medicine, education. I think they're they're coming into a world where they're seeing the downside of those systems that we've set up, that they feel like they they're failing our culture, and so they're not as apt to believe in those, and they're more apt to believe in alternatives that just sort of seem to make sense to them. Okay. You know, that, that come from nature. So, and then back to the, the blends, there's a quiet mind. That one's also extremely popular right now because there are so many people who can't sleep. And it's so powerful for, for helping you quiet your mind, relax your muscles, and be able to sleep at night. We were in New York uh, recently, and we were in the elevator, and we struck up a conversation with the bellman. And he was complaining how he usually sleeps one to two hours a night. And so he said, wonderful, here, take this and have the sleep chocolate. And, and, and the next morning we saw him and he said, well, I slept four hours. So we loaded him up with some goodies. We didn't see him until we checked out a week later. And he said, well, I'm sleeping eight hours every night. And he didn't know what to do with all his energy. I said, well, how long has it been? And he said, well, it's been about 10 years now that I can only sleep one to two hours a night. Wow. Yeah, and it was literally, you know, super stressful for him because he would have to drive into the city and he was worried that he was going to get into an accident because he kept falling asleep at the wheel. And, you know, statistics will say 30% of the American culture can't sleep, but usually in workshops I do, you know, I say how, how many people can't sleep and about half of the room raises their hand. So sleep is hard to come by these days, I think. Um, then we have uh, inspired action, which is good for creativity, motivation, getting things done, and pure energy, which is uh, for vitality, and it um, reverses or reduces the effects of being on a computer and a cell phone all day. It's good for travelers and um, anyone looking for more vitality. And then how does this work? Because you're supposed to spray yourself five times a day, mm -hmm. but do you have to stay with the same blend? No, you can use several at the same time. I mean, I, I'm taking one elixir and putting it in my tea and coffee and using a different mist and misting myself and using a different oil for my skin. So you, you can mix and match them. They Because of their energy medicine, they have this wonderful way of, uh, if your body needs them, they they utilize them. If your body doesn't need them, they'll just kick it out like... You know, let's say you, you move your feet on the carpet and you have a static shock and that static electricity just discharges itself from your fingers. The same thing is happening with the flower essences that you might not need. Um, you just can't feel it. Okay. And then, so I know about the energy mist because I have one of those, but can you explain the elixirs and then the balancing serum and how people use those? Sure. The elixirs are the traditional way that they're taken. So it's in a dropper bottle and you take it under the tongue or you can put it in your tea or your water bottle. And it's, it's got uh, honey and alcohol and water base. The amount of alcohol that's in there is, is very insignificant, though. If you take five drops, which is the normal amount, that's about the same amount of alcohol that your own body would produce if you ate 25% of a banana. So it's an insignificant level of alcohol. But you'll taste a little bit of alcohol, honey, and you'll take five drops five times a day. The serums are like a, a skin serum. It's an oil that you can put on your face or on your body. 
and the natural perfumes are in an alcohol base so that the scent lasts long. We had people saying, oh, I love the aromatherapy and I love the way it makes me feel, but I just want the scent to last longer. So we created perfume. Okay. And so you can, when you talk about five times a day, you can mix and match as far as using the mist or the elixir or the serum. And so it's not five times for each of those products. It's a blend of five times. Yeah, I would say pick the one that's your top priority and make sure you take that one five times a day. And then the, the others can just be like cushion, you know, cushion elixirs or cushions or extra support. But just choose one that you really want to prioritize. Take that five times a day and then don't worry so much about the others. And if you take the pure energy at night, is that going to keep you up all night? <laughs> it doesn't keep me up. I mean, I guess it depends on on on, on individuals. We, it's really designed though to bring you back to your natural balance. So I know we did a, a one of the editors of Spa Magazine several years ago did a test. She said, "I'm going to take Inspired Action Elixir and see if this stuff really works." So I'm going to blog about it every week and let people know. And what happened was she. First, she was really excited. She said, oh, my God, I got to the, you know, Friday, and usually I'm always rolling things over onto my to-do list for Monday, but I'm getting everything done. I'm so productive. I can't believe it. And then three weeks into it, she called me and said, I'm a little worried because I used to come home, and I would be so tired. I would eat dinner with my husband and just crash, but now I have this extra hour where I just want to sit and drink tea and read magazines and get ideas. Um, she said, it's called Inspired Action, so I feel like I should be getting a lot done, but I, here I am taking this hour at the end of the day where I'm just kind of relaxing and drinking tea. Is that okay? <laughs> of course, you get a whole extra hour to your day. You, you may not feel like you're, the, you're, you're moving or you're you know, productive in some way. You actually are productive. You're coming up with creative ideas for the magazine. It's just in a little bit different way than you're used to. It's peaceful. Mm-hmm. So... The same thing if you take inner peace regularly, you might notice that you have more energy. So it's really just looking to get you back into your natural balance. Ooh, I like that. Um, so what is a regular week in the States for you like? A regular week for me? Yeah, and with your business. And, and what is, because one of the things I think people want to know is, okay, well, how does her work week look like? <laughs> yeah, so it depends on if I'm traveling or not. If I'm home, um, I come to the office every day. I'm on the computer a lot, quite a bit. I do a lot of computer work pretty much from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. Uh, but if I'm traveling, I've been we're launching this new program soon called the Flower Revolution where we're curating flowers and spas and people who are changing the world. And we're shooting a lot of professional video. So we've been traveling a lot. That's given me another opportunity to kind of go back out into the field and start collecting flower essences. I had sort of cracked down on myself and said, we've got 120 flower essences. Now you need to stop collecting and really get them out into people's hands. But now because we're doing some more video shooting, that's allowing me to get out there a little more. So what do you mean you have 120 flower essence? Because you have how many different blends? Because the 120 are in these different blends that you talked about? In the different blends we have, we use 25 flower essences. And we have a total of 120. So it's kind of like I'm sitting on this incredible treasure chest of remedies that people need. I need to create some 
some additional products to get them into people's hands so they can use them. Mm-hmm. I know, I, you know, I get a lot of interns that will say, oh, I want to work with you because they think I'm in the flower field all day, every day. <laughs> Which just really isn't the case when you have to run the business. But, yeah. So, so every you- flower has a really specific action to it. You know, you, you might look at, what, what, like, for example, what's one of your favorite flowers? Sunflower. Sunflower. Um, so sunflower, sunflower has a really joyful energy to it. It's very expansive. It's, um, it's, it's really wonderful at healing any kind of, uh, it's like the masculine side of every person, even in a woman. So it might heal things that have happened in the past with a father or father figure. It also helps you kind of grow up the father inside you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives you a lot of strength. It's, and obviously it's very sunshiny. Mm. Um, so each, each flower has a really specific thing that it does for people. So there'll be more products than what it's what it sounds like to, for people yeah. to choose from. Definitely. And then you talked about in the in when you first started your business, you were working one on one in client consultations. So now, for people, do they need that aspect, or is it just appropriate for them to go to your website to find which blends that they want? Right, we don't offer consultations anymore, and it's it's actually quite simple to figure out what you need. You just look at visually what flowers you're most attracted to, and that will always indicate what you need most. And why is that, Katie? I think it's because we have this innate wisdom that always knows what we need. We just tend to second-guess ourselves. And the only way I know that to be true is just through experience. I've been at this for 14 years now. Mm -hmm. Well, we used to set up at conferences and farmer's markets and just see hundreds and thousands of people and ask, which of these flowers are you most attracted to? And then we tell them what it was for. And 10 times out of 10, people will always, you just, you just are. You're just always drawn to what you need the most. That's so fascinating. Aren't we, we are such interesting creatures. Um, so as, this is something that for the people to use five times a day and they just spray it or drink it or put it on their skin and then they can test it out, right, and see if it works for them. Or if they don't, it doesn't work for them. It's because, well, because a lot of people want research. Like, what is the research behind this? And like, one of the things I had Dr. Lisa Rankin on recently this summer, and she talked about even the placebo effect and how, you know, the pharmaceutical industry has, um, they have an incentive to provide research for the products that they support, you know, that, that they're creating. But not mm-hmm. so much for, you know, whether it's natural things or even just a placebo, because then that would be taking away money that they could be making. So it's really challenging to get research in, the, in non-pharmaceuticals, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, you, people can ask about, about tests and research, but frankly, most of the pharmaceutical research is done by the pharmaceutical companies themselves. And 51% of all pharmaceuticals have or develop side effects after they've been approved. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, 
not, honestly, I think the best way, if you're working with a modality like flower essences that you know doesn't have any negative side effects, zero, none at all, then I think the best way is just, like you said, to test it out and experience it for yourself. Because only you know if it works for you. You'll feel that difference versus looking at studies or research. How many studies are there that say that X, Y, or Z medication is okay for you Mm -hmm. and then later they pull it from the market, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's not safe. So I, I agree. I think the best way is just to test it out for yourself and see how it works. And we also have, we have an app. If you have an iPhone or an iPad, you've got an app where you can take a quiz, choose which colors, flowers, gemstones you like, find out what you need, and you can actually track the results. So based on which blend you're using, you can track it over time and it'll give you a graph so you can see visually, is this helping me, is it making a difference for me? So as we wrap up, Katie, um, could you give us, the listeners, a couple of takeaways on... um, I think for what I'd like to wrap up is about when you have something that's igniting you and you're going through just a a hard time, right? The doubts and the fears, what could be those takeaways to keep you moving forward? The best thing to know is that if you, I mean, if you're having lots of doubts and fears, I would say sit with those feelings. Don't push them away. Don't run away from them. Embrace them. And see if there's some kind of insight that arises because of it. And um, the other thing is, 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 is really that you have all the answers. You, know? you really do have all the answers. It's like, it's like, you know, and it sounds like, oh, yeah, that's really cliche. That's really trite. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> no, but when you look at certain things, like, like the simple, silly example about, people are always visually attracted to the flowers and the remedies they need most. We know that's true. But maybe we wouldn't have believed that before. It would have sounded like really kind of fantastical. So isn't it then true that we, we have this you know, whole wealth of resources within us that we're not even aware of? And we're capable of so many things if we just keep going and keep doing our best and and keep applying ourselves. Katie, thank you so much for being a guest today on my show. Absolutely. It's so much fun. Thanks, Karen. You've introduced my listeners to a whole nother part of the world. So thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to How She Really Does It. I invite you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter at howshereallydoesit.com. I do this show each week for you so you can now see the windows of possibilities in your own life. I believe there are many journeys for us to take. We can learn from others to see what is possible for ourselves. I believe there are possibilities for all of us, not just the ones who've acquired great success, but including those of us who have stumbled, lost our way, or only saw closed doors. With this show, maybe you can now see a glimmer coming through the windows. I call that the windows of possibility. Each week, I bring a guest who represents those possibilities. They too have had their own struggles and uncertainty. 
yet somehow they have found their way. My guests are an example of what is possible when you continue, when you learn, leap, fall down, and get back up. I invite you into this space so you can ask yourself, if that is possible for them, what is possible for me? Really ask yourself that. I would love to connect with you. Please join me at www.howshereallydoesit.com. And thanks for listening today. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.